Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me today, we're going to get off the Bruce train. Uh, I have a new friend, Emma Marie, is joining me. She uh, reached out, said that she is passionate about music and can't wait to join me. Emma, welcome to the show. Hi. I am so glad you're here. Uh, So tell us a little about yourself. Oh, me? Yeah. The best thing that I can say about me is that I am just who I am. Okay. Okay. So uh, where, are you, where are you calling from? Where, where, where are you at? Where are you located? Oh, my location? Yeah. It's right yep. It's just right. It's, you know, home is where the heart is. That's what I always say. Ah, okay. Um, so um, I always like to start at the beginning, Emma. So growing up, did your music, did your family listen to a lot of music? Oh, yeah. You know, they, my, you know, my parent, my parent really listened to some music. That's for sure. They're ba- they listened to a band, um, an obscure band. I don't know if you had heard of them, but uh, a lot of the, um, I think it was the, the Beatles. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were big Beatle fans? Yes, they did listen to a Beatle. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And what, um, any other kind of music they listened to? They were very fond of the music that had the tunes along with the melody when it, when they went together. Okay. Yeah. That's all, you know, melody and tunes and lyrics all can be good. Um, so when did you go through a lot of times people Emma go through a phase where they kind of rebel against their parents music so when you were in high school or you know and starting did you kind of find your own path for music wow it's that's a fascinating question I really I really appreciate you asking it um because specifically for me no Okay. So you kind of just kept embracing your parents' music? Sure. Oh, okay. Good. Well, you know, because a lot of time, well, so are, are, do you have siblings? Yes. Okay. So are you the older or younger? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because that's kind of not a yes or no question, but because uh, the reason a lot of times I bring this up, Em, is if you're the younger sibling, you are influenced by your older siblings, or if you're the older sibling, you tend to influence the younger sibling. So like in your case, were you influenced or were you the influencer? Yes, I was older or younger. I was the influencer or the influenced. Okay. I'd say I was um, in the middle. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. The middle is a good place to be. I can see that. Um, you mentioned that you are, a, that you're a big m- music fan. So who are some of your favorite artists? Who are, who are people that you love listening to? Um, I, it, it, not so much specific artists do I okay. listen to. Okay, yeah, because sometimes people like a genre, like, you know, sometimes people love, uh, you know, 
soul music or they're they're really into 70s rhythm and blues or they love core you know classic country music so like is it more of a genre of music that you're passionate about yes i do like the genres of music okay good any specific genre that speaks to you i think the genre that you just mentioned the 70s r&b okay yeah that's that's a lot of fun um you know because back in the day um I graduated high school in 77, so I'm kind of older, and and there was a lot of that 70s funk and a lot of, you know, not only disco, but, you know, this, this you know, other kind of, this, a lot of the Earth, Wind, and Fire and other bands, so is that kind of the music you enjoyed? I liked the fire. Okay. The Earth and the Wind, I could, I could do without, I'd say. That's that's a unique perspective. I, I I get that. Um, so, do you like to go to live concerts, Emma? Do you enjoy going to live shows? Do you you know like live music? Do I enjoy going to shows live? Well, that kind of wasn't what I meant. Like, in other words, there are you know you can go to movies and see people perform, and then you can go to a concert where it's a live band playing music so do you like going to see bands you know perform music live I have well I haven't I guess you're right I haven't seen I don't think I've seen a a musician okay in real life in the in the wild Mm. live live as you would say oh just just um because of the pandemic just kind of nervous about crowds or just just kind of shy well this is this is the first time that I'm hearing about this. Oh, okay. I've been enjoying music for quite a while, but I didn't know that you could go and see them. Okay, so you've just been listening like via like the radio or record the players of the radio, you know, the that you can play like in your car, you can turn on and hear music. I don't think my car has one of those. Okay. So when you say you're lit, well, then a CD, right? Like a, like there's a, you have a, a, like a, some kind of stereo system in your house, right? Or do you play music like from your computer, like on Spotify or iTunes or something? Computer. Okay. Yeah. And when you, so you should look into it, Emma, that, yeah, there is, you can go to places live and they will perform songs for you. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, when, when you go, when you're listening to the music, now, do you just from the computer or do you, do you have specific artists that you tend to go and look at, whether it's, you know, like as you were talking about Donna Summer or, you know, Gladys Knight and the Pips or, you know, um, Supremes, other Motown bands? Well, as you've said, I use the computer. Okay. As I've said, and you've confirmed. And I also am passionate about music. Yes. Yes. So you've said that. Typically, my process includes going to the computer. Okay. And type it in music. 
and then just it plays what it's magic. It plays music for you. Right. I don't know all the ins and outs of the technology involved, but then okay. the, then the music happens. Yeah. It's kind of like some person who maybe has like an Amazon dot or Alexa, just go, Hey, play music. You just go to your computer and you type music and then music comes out. Exactly. That's good. Now, do you, do you, are you someone who likes to, to sing along with this music? Do you like to dance like there in your house and enjoy? Yes. Oh, yes. You, uh, the beat starts getting into you and it, and, and it, I can see it, Emma, you're smiling. It, it makes you feel, you start moving, huh? You know what? Don't even get me started with the feelings. I feel all of them. That is good. A lot of good feelings are good. Um, are there, are there songs or albums in, that have meant a lot to you? Like maybe have gotten you through a tough, you know, loss, a breakup or, you know, something that you, a music that you and your friends play to celebrate. Are there songs like that? Yes. That's good. I good. So maybe you could give me a specific, is there like a specific song you would enjoy, you know, sharing? You know, in fact, uh, my friends and I got together just the other day. Yeah. For a celebration. And we all sang uh, a song together. Um, happy birthday. Oh, okay. wow. That's nice. Yeah. That, that's really good. Um, so it, it, you know, it sounds like music is really passionate in your life. Um, it, can you, I know this is probably difficult for you, Emma, but can you, can you put into words why this music means so much to you? Oh, yeah. I'll put it into five words. Oh, okay. Five words. That sounds great. And, and those life. five words would be? Life. Song. Heart. Music. Radio. Radio? Radio? Is that how you say it? Yes. Yes. Radio is that how you say five. it. Those are five beautiful words. Those are, those are nice. Those are really good. Um, you know, I, one of the questions I ask is if there's, you know, any music that you like, you'd want to go see that you haven't got to see live, but since you haven't seen anyone live, I don't know if I can really ask you that question. So I'm going to kind of move on. I am um, very excited. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. I, I'm gonna have to have you back on after you go to a show. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. Um, so, so uh, is there anything else you love, Emma? I mean, you, it sounds like you love the computer and music, but is there anything else you're passionate about in your in your life currently? Dog. Okay. Yeah. So you big dog person, you love animals. You, you, you know, what kind of dog do you own? Havanese. Ah, okay. Very nice. Uh, what's the name of your uh, dog? Judy. Judy. Judy 
Judy Brooke, okay. Any reason why you picked that name? Well, I'm a librarian. Yes. And when I got the dog, I thought, wouldn't it be nice to be able to bring my dog to work every day? Okay. But how will I do it? Mm-hmm. So then I smuggled her in. And when anybody asked what I was holding, I just said books. And technically, I wasn't lying. I, I like that. I like that question a lot. That That's a good answer. Um, well, you know, Emma, this has been amazing. I just I just appreciate so much you sharing so much of yourself. It is um, I, I'm always touched when someone wants to come in here and, and share so much of them, their inner feelings. And so thank you for that. Um, but I just want to set a good example out there for everybody. Uh, well, I, you certainly have. You have. Um, is there anything else I should have asked you that I haven't, Emma? Hmm. You know what? You haven't asked me about my 16th birthday back in Miami. Oh, okay. So this sounds good. You're you're turning your sweet 16 in Miami. Wow. So tell me about that day. It was great. That that that's good. Um, any what made it so significant that you remembered? Oh boy! I mean, you know, it's my sweet sixteen, and it's in Miami. Yeah. What sun was, the sun was hot, the water was cold, the alcohol was prohibited. Uh, you're right. What else could I ask? I mean, the. the we don't need any other words. Um, all right. So, I, you know, I, I always end every episode with the Mary question. And so for those of you who are um, friends of Emma's who are listening to this podcast, I know you're shocked. She has bared so much of her soul. Um, and, but that's what we do here on Set Lessing Bruce. But I ask every que- uh, guest that Jay Armstrong, who is an honors English teacher in the uh, Philadelphia area, would take the song Thunder Road from Bruce Springsteen and would break it apart as a poem. They would study it. They compare the lyrics. They talk about the themes. And then at the end of the two days, Jay asked the question, does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? So Emma, that's your question. Does Mary get in the car? No. Okay. She doesn't. All right. Um, Do you want to, share why you think she doesn't you know i've thought a lot about this okay good good that's good but no no i don't i don't feel comfortable sharing at, at the current I, I, well i certainly wouldn't want to make you uncomfortable all right um i didn't know this was going to come up okay no problem i i understand that happens that's good um if 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 someone wants to reach you emma are you on social media whatsoever I, I am. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. And, and, and how could they reach you if my listeners want to know more about you? Ooh, even more? What? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it was as much as you've shared. You would think they couldn't. What, I mean, there's no <laughs> mysteries left. Yes, I'm on uh, Instagram and I am on TikTok at Red March Rose, like the color and the month and the flower. Red March Rose. And then also online at www.emmaredmarchrose.com. Well, all right. Uh, <laughs> listeners, go check that out. You can tell 
that Emma is just a fount of information. And, and I'm so glad you're here and you shared. Uh, this is beautiful. Uh, listeners, thank you for your time. And I, I hope you're not too embarrassed with everything that Emma shared. I, we appreciate it. It's a safe space here at Set Lessing Bruce. And so we will take, take care, be good, and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thanks. This podcast would not be possible without my wonderful group of patrons. I want to send a special thanks to John Munson, Mary Thomas, Terry Smith, Dale Hosick, Andrew Goddard, Stephen Malio, Alex Samada, Anna Lynn, Chris Bloom, Holly Mack, and Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Your support means the world to me. And you are forever in my heart. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. Now that you guys have listened to the credit, obviously, uh, happy April Fool's Day. Uh, Emma Marie is, a, uh, is an improv comic from the Chicago area. Um, I was I put the call out for someone to help me be the worst podcast guest. Um, and I think Emma superbly played that part. Thank you, Emma, so much for playing around with me. Oh, anytime. I felt a little guilty because I've been in your shoes and I was like, <laughs> oh, this hurt a little. <laughs> so tell us a little about yourself. And I'm fascinated because you are a librarian, right? I am. And I do have a dog named Judy Books. She is around here. (laughs) That's right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I, um, yes, I'm a children's librarian by day. And I, and I love that. That's like my passion. I do that part-time. And then in my other time, I, I've actually been working on a painting today that was commissioned and I do stand-up comedy. I do improv comedy. I do sketch comedy and I have a podcast called Screw Up the Podcast which is that like Apple and Spotify and all this, all the good stuff, wherever you're listening now, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been listening to the podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's you and your partner, basically just telling stories about how you guys have embarrassed yourselves or how other people have been embarrassed. Tell me a little bit about that. Where did that John, where did it come from? How did you think of this and talk to me a little bit about the, your secret origin story? Oh my goodness. I am, I'm so incredibly grateful for my podcast partner, CJ Darneter. Yeah. He's a, a fellow Chicago comedian transplant. We both moved to Chicago in 2019. He from Milwaukee and me from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We met in Chicago and um, we started the podcast a little over a year ago because we spend so much of our friendship discussing like our mental health journey and comedy. So okay. we are like, we need to start a podcast about this and we are constantly making mistakes. And I think so much about 
so much of like being self-aware is basically being a witness to yourself failing so much because as human beings, we, that's what we do. We just constantly fail if we're trying. So if you're not failing, you're not trying. So we just talk about, and we try to air it out in a comfortable way so that people don't feel shame about these things. Cause so much of us go through the same thing and think that we're alone, which is wild. Yeah. I mean, it is a, it is a really fun podcast. You guys have covered everything from uh, screwing up the recipe, you know, screwing up, you know, um, you know, the 1990s yeah the 1990s <laughs> screwing up porn uh, right. which which you guys tried to very awkwardly start out as if it was a soft form oh, that was so God. bad that it was so fun it was so bad that's what happens when we try to riff our openings which yes. is if you can oh it's so hard for me right now i it is the dirtiest podcast i probably should mention that right away yeah. i recently at the library i posted a uh a like promotional uh link yeah for some of my upcoming shows in chicago uh and i maybe it just slipped my mind that my podcast link is all over my website too and so a couple librarians have now come up to me and commented about my podcast which is such a different environment and i just want to run out the door and be like ah that's a different that's batman I'm yeah, that's it's yeah. right now. Wait, yeah. no, that's Superman. No, but it's true, right? The the whole, um, you know, it's it's. Yeah, I, my alter I, ego. Right, my alter ego. Yeah, because the reason why is, I just over the past three or four months, um, I was part of a network, and the guy who ran the network decided that he wanted to get out of the full-time podcast business. And so he kind of released all of us to do our own thing. And uh, one of the things he did is he, he not a prude or anything, but he says, I, you know, if you, if you curse, um, you have to mark it explicit. And in some countries, once one episode is explicit, they're all explicit. So, you know, uh, and, and he says, and just for sake of, you know, this is, um, let's try to stay away from religion and politics, right? So um, it's, it was interesting, because in a couple of times, now that I'm not part of the network, when someone has dropped an F-bomb, I didn't have to beep it. Right. Like I was like, oh, OK, I could just keep that going. I'll just oh, mark it exciting. Yes. Yeah, exciting. Yay. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so it is that, um, you know, that I, I've heard that from other people. Right. Like this is my this is my persona when I'm doing this podcast or this is there and this isn't necessarily me. Um, there is um, I'm trying to think of the. Oh, the actress who's on, I, I, Kristen, I think it's, I can't think of her last name, but she's on Signed and Delivered, you know, these Hallmark movies. Oh, well, yeah. she also starred in The Boys. And so she was on the podcast saying, oh, okay, yes. yeah, The Boys is a lot rougher. Like, if oh, do goodness. not go, if you're used to me and this Hallmark channel movie. Like culture shock. Yes, I wonder go how many, like, like, middle-aged ladies were like, oh, I just love that actor. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she was warning oh, that. No. That's, that is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I, I know. use that in stand-up comedy. It comes in handy, though. Yes. 
because I'll bring I'll it's such a juxtaposition right that I, I try not I don't go into specifics about the library because I do try to be like professional yeah. in that way but and I don't like to talk about patrons but just as like a like as a librarian living this life it does like lend itself well to to stand up because I feel like it's a unique perspective in stand-up comedy so it was really funny um when I started dating uh, my wife, and this was way back in like 1980 was our first date. She was going to college and she worked part-time at the Calcasieu Parish Library. That's, we were in Louisiana. And so she was a page and, um, and she does not read. She still doesn't read. She doesn't <laughs> like to read. So, uh, and I, great reader and so in a lot of ways um what sold our dating is like she would you know the new books that would come out she would be able to check them out for me and get everything and so and then as she started like would someone would come in go I'm wanting some good books. she'd go oh this book's really good because I had said it was really good so it was back and forth oh that's perfect yeah yes. it was yes uh, yeah, exactly yeah. it was very it fun yeah. So to get serious just for a minute, what, what is your feelings, Emma, about all this, this book burning and this banning of books that we're fighting right now? It's insane. Also, and it's, yeah, just, oh, it's, it feels like this is the librarian struggle though. And yeah. that's like what makes me so like proud to be a librarian. Yeah. When you go to college to be a librarian and everything and in the public library system, the belief is in no censorship. Right. I mean, we do our best to vet information. That's what we do to make sure it's accurate. But we try to never censor. And even it's kind of funny working in youth services. When I first, one of the first couple jobs I had in children's services, I was um, interviewing for it. And one of the questions was basically like, what if a fourth grader were to come up to you with like Game of Thrones it wasn't Game of Thrones because I don't yeah. think it was out then, but, um, and where to like say, I want to check this out. Would you check it out to them? Or what would you do, you know, in that situation? And I think at the time I was like 16 or 18 or very young. And I said mm. something along the lines of, you know, well, I'd probably find their parent or guardian and verify that that was appropriate for them to have. Yeah. And I remember saying that in the interview and the people, the librarians I was interviewing with were like, you'd think that, but no, you check it out to him immediately. He is a patron. <laughs> oh like, wow okay. okay I was like all right is that that's our stance and every library I've been to since like they you know not age well we have like age appropriate areas where you would yeah. be aiming, but we never we never confine people to any areas right. or any topics or anything and we try to have our collections be as like diverse as possible it's like always the goal yeah um I know one of the things that I always cracks me up and um, and I've I've kind of picked this up when Linda was working there, you know, um, and for example, you know, um, what's the um, capital of Texas, right? Well, according to, and you had to quote your source, like when she answered the phone, when someone asked, you had to quote yourself. Well, according to blank, Austin is the capital of Texas. And, and I always think that I say, I will say that now, well, according to Wikipedia, which you know is never wrong, this is the thing. <laughs> yes. 
what um what uh, i like i said i i grew up going to the library was this massive reader you know would would find a new series and devour it you know find a new writer like i remember in junior high high school finding isaac asimov you know oh. the science fiction writer and just every collection of his i could find i read um what are what are books what are what are what are some of the books that young people are reading? Is it a lot of the classics, or is there newer things? Uh, it's newer things. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, like uh, the in the schools, I think that they're still reading yeah. some classics, and you know, like my which you know, classics is so uh, like subjective now too, right. because like I'm thinking like my side of the mountain now and, and hatchet yeah. and things like that, that aren't really even that old, but they're probably considered classics. Yeah. Um, at my I just, library- I just reread hatchet, by the way. So it, it was so funny because my son was never a reader too. He took after his mom. And so, um, and you know, he had for summer reading when he was in the sixth or seventh okay. grade, you know, mm-hmm. I ended up buying it for him. And then I ended up reading and was so sucked into it. I read all of them, you know, all the sequels. Barry Paulson. Yeah. Yes. He's so mm-hmm. talented. I had, yeah. I had bought a, quite a few of his books at like 16 and 17. Yeah. Where I'm like, I need to read, keep these. These yeah. ones. I need. Yes. He's so talented. Oh mm-hmm. man. So definitely those ones, like the classics, Yes, yeah. absolutely. But for my library, I order the graphic novels. Oh, nice. Like what? What? So like the bad guys. And yeah. I think the movie just came out too. Yeah. That's what the, that new movie is based on a graphic novel series called The Bad Guys. And so I do a lot of the, I do um, a lot of graphic novel uh, oh, readers good. advisory. So I was just last night as record this, I was at um, a book signing for Brad Meltzer. Awesome. And I'm a big fan of his I am books. I don't know oh. if they're, if they, you guys have those in your, um, your library, the little, the children's books, like I am Amelia Earhart. I am Abraham Lincoln. Yes, 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 we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, or is it like the who is books? Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, you know, another book that I was really surprised, um, is I ended up reading, um, holes oh sacker yeah sacker and and i was amazed at how good of a book it was i mean and how everything tied together and it was very good um really really yeah just i i could talk books for with you all night yeah have you read much neil shusterman he's probably Uh, my favorite like and who's um, what what books were that so good it's a little bit newer um uh well I'm not even sure now exactly but he did a a series called Unwind and I think the series their first first books Unwind I think it's called the Skinjacker trilogy but then it kind of branched into more too and then also a series called um Everlost okay Uh, and both of them are kind of like sci-fi fantasy um with more of a morbid twist I'd say okay um they're so so good Neil Shusterman I just Throw that name out there because that's if anybody comes across them. It's so, so no, I'm, I'm I'm going right now um, to Goodreads and Mark that I want to read yeah. that. Oh, yeah, awesome. so yeah, he um, that I appreciate that. Do um, who else? Who is? What else did you say? Who else do you recommend? 
Oh man, actually right now I'm currently reading this book and I feel like I'm going to, I'm listening to the audiobook actually, which I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. Yeah. You know, I read, I have to read the graphic novels, of course, Yeah. but I, I feel like I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And if anybody else is a big fan of audiobooks or wants to be, usually the public library has a free system. And okay. also if you have trouble with fines, that's like a good way. Okay, good, good. Uh, and so, um, what I'm listening to right now is called Sapiens. Okay. And it's by Yuval Noah Harari. And it's a brief history of humankind. Oh, okay. And I'm about halfway through and it is fascinating. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. Um, and it's just basically like, um, yeah, a brief history of humankind. It's like what we know so far about the origins of Homo sapiens. It's ah, so interesting. That sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, you you mentioned before we got on, you were not a Bruce fan. So are you, is music, uh, are you a big musician fan? Uh, do you have a favorite band or type of genre music? I, I, I really, it's the way we were talking about this before, because I do want to be like all kinds. And yes. just like, yeah. <laughs> be like music, yay. Um, but I, uh, I, and it's funny because my dad was a huge Beatles fan growing okay. up. There's like yeah. Beatles and um, Jefferson Airplane and just like the classics there. Yeah. And then uh, my mom was a big Billy Joel fan. Okay. And, and I went through a little bit of an emo phase. Yes. Cool. Yeah. For our listeners, I now have a mullet that is that can be emo and it can be country. And I like the versatility of it. Go back and forth. That <laughs> is go good. So yeah. um and I grew up in North Carolina, so I was exposed to a lot of country music. Yeah. And I feel like I tried to reject it, um, some of the stadium, the newer country. Um, but I, there, of course, there's a whole plethora of country music that's always going to be in my heart and, you know, forever. <laughs> so, yeah, my wife and I were watching, you know, Ken Burns, his, you know, country music. And it was just so amazing to see so many great people and do it that that's that's wonderful um so that's great so what's next what's next uh i it it, it appears you're uh, an artist uh yeah. talk to me a little bit about your your paintings oh man um this is a uh, an audio medium but yeah would you like to see one real quick sure sure this is a um a commission i'm working on right now for a child's second birthday oh that's beautiful family it's a little a little lion family. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Um, so I do um, some painting commissions on my website. Uh, you can sign up for that really easily. And then um, I do, I, I, I play a little harmonica. Not wonderfully yet. I've okay. learned a few songs and I probably need to get a new harmonica. Um, okay. And then I have a couple guitars. My dad was always in bands um, when he was young, basically from teenager to mm -hmm. in his thirties, he had a band and played gigs, you know, around and, um, and it was, uh, I don't know what the, what I would call the genre. I guess, they did a lot of covers of like rock songs and sure. things. Yeah. Um, and my dad, yeah, it's always into music. He could play just about anything and everything by ear, which was always so amazing. My brother picked up that gene <laughs> i don't understand that i mean I, I i i acknowledge it exists i just can't imagine 
people that say, oh, I, well, I play the piano by ear. Like, how oh, do you, oh. how do your fingers know which keys to hit to make it sound decent? Yes. So yeah, I'm that always so amazed at that. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw my brother pick up a harmonica, he, we were, we had a little downtown, um, you know, night out, but yeah. it was very small town, North Carolina on the yeah. Friday nights in the summer, we'd all go out. And, um, he, had a someone had handed him a harmonica and he had a hat on and he just took the hat off and threw it down on the sidewalk and started playing the harmonica and a couple people gave him a dollar and I was so mad <laughs> I, was like, I want that gene I'm like yeah that, <laughs> that is that is hilarious uh, that is great uh, so I'm curious you mentioned that you just graduated from Second City do you how do you do that? Do you have to go through so many oh, no. courses? Do you have to be, you know, like I just picture graduation to me means you go through tests and, you know, you're grading and evaluated. What, what does that entail, Emma? Oh gosh. It's so funny too. Cause I, I got, I did my bachelor's in psychology and I okay. did my master's in library and information studies. Mm -hmm. It's almost the exact opposite experience <laughs> of all of yeah. that. So I moved to Chicago in 2019, specifically to go to Second City um, and do their uh, comedy training program. And when yeah. I moved here, it was supposed to just be for the summer. Right. And I was like, I'm, I moved here in like the beginning of May. And I was like, I'll stay for the summer because I cannot do a winter here. And I have done three now. And I'm, I'm so proud. Yes, <laughs> so Absolutely. Oh, so hard, but I, um, so I started with the improv a and, and writing one. I took those two classes congruously. And then I learned during those classes that because I had a little bit of experience in theater, um, and because I had the, uh, education, I could potentially apply for, uh, a program that they had, um, uh, which I'm sure a lot of things have shifted. So any, the stuff that I say about yeah. second city might not apply anymore. I don't know. Sure. But they had a program called Improv for Actors, which was almost like a fast-tracked improv program. Usually it's A through E, and this was just two classes. So after um, my first term, I took Improv for Actors 1, and then I took Improv for Actors 2. And then you have to apply to get into the conservatory program, which is kind of like the graduate program. Yeah. Um, and so I uh, applied and auditioned for that and got in. It was terrifying and then we do a couple classes and then once two terms are over of the conservatory program you have to audition to stay in the program so it's like have you learned are you applying it let's see it again so we went through audition process again and as soon as I found out that we were um that I had made it through the second round of auditions was the shutdown and I was oh, like wow ah. so I finished that term on zoom which improv people who can do improv on zoom are are gods to me sure i cannot it's so difficult i don't know you did pretty well, good yeah. tonight i can do audio improv yes let's okay. put it that yeah. way i can yeah. do audio improv over yeah. zoom but I, I just i can't get my face in my mouth on the computer at the same right time right yes <laughs> So the, um, but then we, um, when we were able to be back in person, about half of our team a year later was still interested and still available. And we were like, so grateful. So 
a few of us joined up with a few people that had been online and we formed this like fun ragtag team and now we'll be doing the world comedy fest world comedy expo on saturday march 26th at the den theater and we'll be doing the chicago um, circus and performing arts festival um in april that's april exciting yes that's, um, yeah that's and that's all on my website so if anybody you know yeah. don't have to remember any dates they're all on yeah. there yeah, yeah it <laughs> is uh emma let's see emma marie march rose.com yeah, Emma Red March Rose. Emma Red March Rose.com. And I will have it in the show notes. Um, all right. So Emma answered the Mary question, but do you have, can you answer the question as Emma Rose? Putting you on the spot here. If you've not, that's okay. I can cut this part out. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, Emma, the improviser would say no, but then Emma, you know, your new friend. Yes. <laughs> Would also say no, because okay. I don't I don't know. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, I at least uh I ask this question at the end of every episode. And uh about 60% of my guests say yes, Mary gets in the car. The other 40% said no, she doesn't, that she's too afraid to make that leap. You know, that uh, the guy asking her to, you know, this is a town full of losers. We're pulling out of here to win. Um, she's just too afraid. So oh. that sets it up. That's good. Uh, if someone wants to reach you, um, at screw up the pod is Twitter. Uh, Emma Red, MarchRose.com for your anywhere else they can reach you. Anything else you want to plug? Um, I think just, yeah, I'm on Instagram, on TikTok, and, but okay. yeah, everything, everything is on the website and, um, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on your show. This is wonderful. I look for, I'm so glad I got a new favorite podcast. This is great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, if you guys, uh, need, if, if you guys need to have a, how to screw up a job interview, uh, I've been interviewing for 30 or 40 years. So if you ever want to have me as a guest on that, I would love to join you guys. You're funny. Uh, this is great. Um, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this uh, happy, this little April Fool's episode. Um, I thank Emma again for playing with me and having doing a little bit of fun with this. Um, if you're a podcaster, you, uh, you know that joy of just the guests, no matter how much you try to pry out of them you know, and then it's funny as I've heard this story. Um, and then the moment you turn off the mic, they just start blabbing, like, right? Like just they're talking a mile a minute. Uh, and so it's just funny. So thank you so much. Listeners, go get vaccinated, go get boosted, go. Uh, Brad Meltzer, as I said last night, was uh, doing a talk here in Dallas. And he said, if you hear about a book being banned, buy it. Whether you know the reader, know the other writer, just buy it, buy it. And the, because that's how we're going to fight this. Uh, there is, um, there is, there's a lot of things going wrong right now. There's a lot of things going right, but it's scary. And, and there is, we should not be afraid of anything that teaches someone. And so. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. More correct information is never a bad thing. That's right. And, uh, you know, um, I don't know. Neil Gaiman talks about how much he loves librarians, right? 
and uh, he said that he and, him. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't he said I didn't need daycare because I just my parents would take me to the library to stay there all day that's and, my childhood I was actually uh, homeschooled and so yeah. most of it was in public libraries yeah it was and so <laughs> I, I truly in fact that's one of the things that I do um, I have done in the past is when a um, someone passes on and instead of buying flowers, I'll try to find out some of their favorite books and I'll donate it in, oh, in their honor at the library, right? Because that way it lives forever. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's making countless people happy yeah. and open mind, open their minds. That's Absolutely. so beautiful. Yeah. All right, Emma, thank you. Listeners, thank you. Let's all be good to each other because that's how we're going to get through this. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. And we're done. Great job. Thank you. That was so much fun. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.